All right, guys, we got you a packed show today. This is an emergency podcast requested by the fans for the fans. Trevor, I'm going to say how the hell you're doing in a second, but this podcast is going to be presented and sponsored by Trevor. Why don't we, why don't we show them? Coors Light. Nice cold can of Coors Light. So, all right, getting on That's- to business. Best beer in the world. We got a packed trade deadline. I got you two episodes. We recorded one last night. Emergency one tonight. Deadline was a massacre. Deadline was absolutely unreal. Emergency needed. Emergency needed. This was an unreal day, but we'll get that to you. Let me play the music and get to the show. All right. All right. Well, if you're at this point of the podcast, I've clipped together the last 36 hours, 24 hours um, from last night's podcast to this podcast. If you are listening to this podcast, you are watching the actual deadline or listening, my bad, to the actual deadline episode. Um, I'm going to put those as two episodes. So you'll get one with Roman. For the hater talk, and you'll get one without Roman for the one Soto talk. So, Trevor, I want you to kind of take the floor for a second. Of course. Start this episode. <clears throat> so, Padres have acquired Juan Soto and Josh Bell from the Nationals in what is the biggest deadline deal of all time. Um, and I'm just glad the Padres are on the, the correct side of this deal because there's not a lot of superstars like Juan Soto that are on the market to be traded. It's super rare. Like you see a lot of Padre fans posting everywhere and I love it. I love seeing every post about Juan Soto. Keep posting about him. I love seeing it everywhere because you know who else is seeing it? Your buddies and your buddies. Some of them might be Dodger fans. And they're they're shitting their pants at this moment. They're like, how do we? How did our little brother just beat us up on this on this trade? We're the big dogs. We trade for everyone. We can get anyone we want. Yeah, not well, so fast, Kimosabi. Not so fast. You kind of brought it up. The Padres made a trade. <laughs> they got the big fish, ladies and gentlemen. Juan Soto, twenty-three year old, already been a world champion. With the Nats, also got Josh Bell, who's having an awesome season. And you go back to where I talked about him at our trade deadline talks, where we showed a couple guys who we think would get traded. Josh Bell was on my list, man. I don't remember exactly who I had him going to, but Josh Bell was on my list to point out and to look for. So for the Padres to acquire both Juan Soto and Josh Bell is awesome, but let me get into a little bit of Juan Soto, if you don't already know, though. All right? Because I, I don't know. Trevor, some of you guys might not know. Some of you guys might just be San Diego Padres fans. Well, Padres got the big fish. Juan Soto, 23 years old. He's left-handed, batter and thrower, plays outfield, could play all three spots. There's nothing he can't task in the outfield. 
Padres traded for an all-star. I already said champion. But this kid, they're comparing him to Babe Ruth. I mean, the when this trade was announced, I mean, a week before, everyone was like, yeah, I want Soto might be moved. He didn't accept the offer. We all really didn't think it was going to happen. Nats were really going to trade a 23-year-old who's getting compared to the likes of Mike Trouts and Hall of Famers, Babe Ruth, you know, um, so many guys. And is he that good? Well, yeah, Juan Soto is that good at age 23. Came in the league at 19 in 2018. Hit 22 homers, 70 RBIs that year. 292 batting average following year. Sophomore year, they usually concite that with the sophomore slump. Nope. He had 34 bombs, 110 RBIs. Oh, by the way, 108 walks, 282. How old was he? Oh, uh, that year he was 20. (laughs) Yeah, we get to 2022, batted 351 in the 60-game season. Last year. Everybody has been talking about who was going to win MVP. We all wanted Fernando Tatis. My second was Juan Soto saying, yeah, he had a great year. Walks. Everyone's talking too much about the walks. We had an absolutely phenomenal year. Bryce Harper ended up winning it. But Juan Soto absolutely had a phenomenal year last year. Second in MVP, he did beat out Tatis in one spot. 157 hits, 145 walks. You combine that, you have a 465 on base percentage. That led the league last year. His OPS last year was 999. Thousand OPS last year. I mean... Juan Soto, he might not have the best batting average this year, only batting a 246, but he's on the worst team in the league. They haven't been good for two years. He wanted to get out. Right now, he leads the league in walks. He also has 21 bombs. And there, if you see the, the spreadsheet of the homers, it's all aspects. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. It is the true definition of a hitter. But at the end of the day, this makes the Padres so much better. They, Yeah, they lost a lot of pop prospects. We're going to get into that because I really liked Mackenzie Gore, C.J. Abrams, James Woods, who had been on fire at Lake Elsinore and has been a top prospect. Some people thought of him as the Padres' best prospect. He goes, you also lose Luke Voigt, and that was – at the end of the day, I mean, we lost Luke Voigt. The original deal had Eric Cosmer going to the Nats. The Nats were in his no-trade clause, which the lucky son of a bitch. I don't know how. How do you have known that going into the trade? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but he was in the original deal agreed upon. Haas declines it, waves his no-trade clause, and says, you eh, eh, eh. ain't sending me to Washington to go die. One of the worst teams. So everyone in the Respect world, him. everyone in the world at that moment when world word came out that Haas declined was, oh, all right, here comes the Dodgers. This deal's done. 
Yeah. Last were being year, so annoying. Last year, it happened to us, though. Ken Rosenthal came out and tweeted that the Padres are finalizing a deal with with the Nationals for Max Scherzer. Yes, that, but uh, all of a sudden, that one was crazy. Yes, and that one was more Ken, though. This one had every, like, person saying, done deal. So did this Padres done deal. Every party you can think of on Twitter, John Heyman, John Morosi, kept Rosenthal passing, all these guys. Yeah, and last ended, year I didn't see it from all it, of them. It ended up getting to that point where they were like, "Hey, this deal is done. Whether or not Haas is a part of it, the deal is yeah. done. Players have been notified. Juan Soto, Josh Bell are no longer a National. Um, that was the like my best tweet of the whole day. Yeah, the Padres lost a lot of top prospects. You know, the farm is depleted. The only one who really stayed out of the bunch was Luis Campuzano, um, who was my one. If you would have said would have been traded, it would have been him. <laughs> I really did not think he was going to make it, but kind of makes sense. You know, we only have Josh Bell now for the rest of the season. Don't know how his future as a Padre looks, um, but I'm excited for him because he's been mashing. I think it ball. looks good. But no, I'm just saying he only has a half year. We'd have to extend them. We have a lot of money on the books already. <clears throat> you know, do we move Campuzano to first base? Because we don't really – I don't like him as a catcher. He's not, I like, he's not I like even big bat. enough to play first. Yeah, but he's not a good catcher is the thing. You can get better at catching. Can't get taller. Can you, though? Can you get better at catching? Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to put some money say he gets a little taller. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's just an idea. I do, I do know understand that he is short. Um, so I get what you're talking about. But you, it's just more ideas. You know, Will Myers, it's a $1 million buyout at the end of the year. I'm sure they'd rather spend the $1 million, get him out of the $20 million deal. <clears throat> but I could see Will signing a, like a veteran minimum coming back and stuff like that. Like He's one of those guys who I feel like his heart's here. Um, we'll see how the end of the season goes for him. That's what I do. In, I'm playing really in, good. In in the show, I let Hosmer walk, and then I just sign him for like $2 million the next year. <laughs> I mean, hey, if we could get H- – or not Haas. I don't give a fuck about Haas no more. Um, we haven't got to that part yet, but Eric Hosmer is officially a gone. Boston Red Sox. Uh, he's gone. He's on the Red Sox. He declined the offer, the trade. He threw his no trade deal. But then it was what? <clears throat> 45 minutes later, Max, that they yeah. announced that he was going to the Red Sox. Yeah. We knew he was gone. It was just like, what's going to happen? He declined the, the trade. So it was either going to be, we find a team that'll take you and we eat like 99% of the contract, which they did. Um, or we're probably going to DF, DFA you and just let you find a team. Um, so Haas gets dealt to the Red Sox. Um, I don't n- really know what to make of that. We paid a lot of money. We sent some unknown prospects who I have no idea who they are. Got Jay Groom back, who is the Red Sox, like 11th or 12th prospect a couple years ago. Coming out of the draft, he seemed like a really good prospect, but 
Um, injuries have derailed him from his status, and we'll see um, what his future lies. But we end up paying, I'm pretty sure, $44 million, and that's exactly what's left on his deal. Yeah, I was kind of confused, but uh, then I, like, thought about it a little bit. I was like, I thought he only has – I kept seeing three for 39 left, and I'm like, oh. That's after this year. Yeah, then that's when I figured that out. I was like, oh, 44. But, yeah, I saw oh, that where we give him 44 because he's getting paid Red Sox vet men, right? Yeah, for the rest of his contract. he'll get, The Red Sox will pay him vet minimum and we'll pay the rest. Oh, for three more years? Or, yeah, the rest of the – yeah. Unless they train him? Yeah, and then someone else will pay the vet minimum. Um. But, you know, it's kind of sad <laughs> to see Eric go finally. Um, I know we wanted him gone. I wanted him gone. I didn't really like him as a baseball player. I never player. wanted him gone. You're, you're a fan, and I understand why, and I understand why people are fans of him. He helped change the Padres dramatically. Like, you know, this team had always been considered a low market, low budget, um, just a little team, you know, and – we did extend Will a year before, but going out and finally signing a big-name free agent, we had to overpay. We knew that going in because we hadn't done that in a long time. And you said it for a long time. You've been a long-time um, Hosmer truther. But if there's no Eric Hosmer, there's no Manny Machado. There's no Juan Soto. Yeah. He that, started that, kind of all this. He made vibe. San Diego like a, a hotspot designation destination. He took a chance on us, and that's the best part that I love because we were a bottom of the barrel shit dog shit team for my whole life. And then he takes a chance on us, knowing we're gonna. He's got four years really of shit. Gonna be shit. He's gonna like it's gonna be shit still. So, like that's why I have always been a fan of Hosmer is. He took that chance on us. Next offseason, we get Manny Machado. Tatis turns into this superstar that we just had. So things like that, like that is why I was a fan. And I want to see him succeed. I still want to see him succeed in Boston. I don't care. I think change of scenery is sometimes good for guys. So I don't know. We'll see. I don't think it's going to be good for him necessarily, but. He's going back to the AL. Um I don't know. I like you said. I want to see best for Haas. I do feel bad. I really hope the Padres win a ring this year, so he gets one for because of everything he did for our organization. Um, his fingerprints will be on this team for a long time, and his leadership for sure, for sure. And I know this is a deal a lot of fans wanted done last year. We stretched it out. We promised him like, hey. We're gonna do the best which, we can. Which I which I wanna go back to spring training where they had an hour conversation or something like that, hour and a half. And then all of a sudden, first two months, this guy's coming out hot, like on fire, you know? And and it's crazy that didn't I don't know if that helped or didn't with yeah, this deal. I know like, that too. I don't know if that increased any of his value or yeah, because the the two prospects the Padres gave. With him, I had never heard of in my entire life. And then I've heard of Jay Groom, who we got back. But I feel like we got him back because of all the money we gave. Like, I don't know. 
I don't know if his like season this year has helped. He's had a decent year. Like, I mean, yeah, he hits the ball directly on the ground 90% of the time, but everything else had been pretty good. He's having a good year in like older baseball stats, you know, and what people don't necessarily look at now. And next year, I mean, I know we're paying him, but Hosmer making 13 million. If he produces the same thing he did this year, he's a $13 million player. That's what he is. Um, in this day, like in this market, yeah. In this market, yes, he's a $13 million player. Um, but yeah, we could get on to more trades because I mean, I, I feel bad that we and but you know what kind of sucks is he didn't accept this deal, and I'm sure the Nats would have flipped him again. Um, to a contender, I'm sure, or like DFA him and let him pick a team. So, which kind of really sucks because then we end up having to give a Voight and a total. Yeah, from like, that, from like that point of view of that's what like, I was kind of pissed about. Like you, Haas, you know they're just gonna trade for you and DFA you, and you're gonna be able to pick a team. I don't know if he thought about that, and he was just like, "Oh, I'm gonna be stuck on the goddamn Nationals." Like ninety percent, in my idea, like if I'm the Nationals GM. I cut Eric Cosmer instantly. Yeah. I don't even let him in the building. I tell him, take a separate charter home. Yeah, I know. And I say, hey, we're going to DFA you. We're going to let you or a team. A team could claim you or we're going to let you choose where you want to play. Because teams are going to want a left-handed bat off the bench who can play first. Like, it's needed in the playoffs a whole lot. Yeah. Um. But you know, I'm I'm not gonna let it. I'm gonna sleep it off today. And Eric Cosmer is no longer no longer a Padre, and I'm okay with that because of Juan Soto. But the the Padres really won this deadline. I know we are Padre fans, and we're gonna talk a lot about them. But Padres acquired Juan Soto, Josh Bell, Josh Hader, and Brandon Jury, who we're gonna get to here in a second, and then Cam Gallagher, who's a great defensive catcher. Um, who's played a lot in this league. So um, I want to talk about his story in a little bit too. But Drury, I'm really excited about this move because he's had a really, really good season up to this point, 272, 20 bombs. I know he's been playing in all good old American ballpark, and that place is very tiny. Yeah, But this is a bat that I think – is going to be slept on for a little bit. And then when playoffs come, everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, that's why we got him. He's going to make he's going to make a couple of those great plays or wild at bats. You know, I was reading some tweets before, and a lot of people were like, Steven Pierce of the Red Sox 2018. Uh, you know, Trini, you said Rajay Davis earlier for – um, the Indians are guardians now, um, but the Indians back in 2016. I really think that's a great move uh, by Preller. Um, I heard the I, Dodgers were snooping on him too, but I love that Preller went in, made the move. Victor Acosta, I talked about him a while ago. I can't remember exactly what episode it is. We do a little, we talk about Padres prospects. I talk about Victor Acosta. He's a shortstop. Sign him um, super young. Um, he's a foreign player. 
from like Dominican or somewhere, Spain. I can't remember exactly, but you know, it it's those type of deals that end up working actual trades. You know, yeah. Sign you signed a player. I think we over. I think we overpaid for Drury, like a Drury type player. But yeah, yeah. I think Drury. I think Drury is. What I think we expected of- Luke Voigt to be like what we wanted Luke Voigt to be a lot. Yeah, 272, it- 20 bombs, 60 RBIs right now. Like we, if we could get that out of Luke Voigt, there's no shot. I don't, I don't think he's gone. But now we just replace Luke Voigt with him, and he's doing it right now. He's he's doing that. So yeah, exactly. Maybe his role slightens a little bit, but I don't think it will because he hits better than Kim. Um, maybe he can DH a lot more like Voigt's role. So. <laughs> Makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, it, it definitely does. And he plays a lot. He plays infield, outfield, um, can hit a, everywhere, which lineup. He's the Chris Taylor of the motherfucking Dodgers. Yeah. He does it, plays everywhere. It's fucking this nuts. team is built like that, you know. Josh Bell could play outfield, uh, first base. Soto could play anywhere in the outfield. Kim could play anywhere on the infield. Cronenworth, infield. Tatis has some experience in the outfield, you yeah. know. Uh, these Nola. guys can move around. Nola is not just a catcher. He can play second, first. He was a shortstop back in the day, but I would not want to see his knees at shortstop. And Rick, Rick, Rick Profar, second baseman. He used to be second baseman, played first and shortstop too, um, and is now playing every day in the outfield. This team has a lot of movement that they can make in the lineup. And Fernando Tatis is two weeks away, ladies and gentlemen. Like I, I don't want to hype you over hype you guys, but this one Soto move is unreal. It's unexpected and it's honestly better than I could ever imagined. No, it's way better. It really, it truly is. Like I I'm more stunned than I think any listener could ever be. Because Trevor, it's not that long ago. That I was watching Alexi and Marisa every day. Yes, and I know, like, the parties have recently gone up, but, like, we're some true fans out here. We watched – I remember Chris Norfia back in the day, Will Venable. Like, they were good, but there's no shot that Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado good, you know? Like, what we're watching right here is special. And, like – And fans, make sure next time you're at the game – Go buy a T-shirt. Go buy the extra beer. Go buy the beer bat. Help this team out because the owner just put in a whole lot of money. We're paying Eric Hosmer $44 million to play for a team that is the furthest away from us as possible. Like, it's on the caddy corner across the United States. <laughs> it's unreal to me <clears throat> that the owner is just like, yeah, you know what? What's best for the team. So next time you're at a game, um, and next time you go and see all the stupid little things, the fucking swag chains, the flags, anytime you're at the game, go reach out, go, go spend the dollar, go buy your kid, the fucking swag chain. All right. Help the owner out, go pay for parking at the field. You know, that's what pays for these players, guys. You want, you want to know why parking went from 25 to 55. That's because we have. Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis, and Manny fucking Machado. And we just extended Joe Musgrove. Oh, and we have Josh Hader. Oh, Josh Bell. Yeah. There's a reason. Money doesn't just grow on trees. 
There's a reason that jersey Trevor wearing is $379.99. There's a reason. You know, it costs. So, next time, enjoy yourself a tall boy. Enjoy yourself a ballpark, Frank. A Randy Jones bar. Jerry dog. Dog. You know, it's just... It's for the team. But let's get on with the rest of the trade deadline. Um, the Padres made a lot of moves today. Oh, and just a quick announcement. Juan Soto will wear 22. Nick Martinez moving to 21. That's just... Deuce, deuce, never lose. Yep. There you are, Trevor. That's your number, two, 22. You already know Coffin Soto jerseys. Oh, you already know the whole gang is Coffin Soto jerseys. And I'm getting worse at San Diego on the front. Oh, yeah. That's right, baby. Juan Soto is in I don't know. I might, get it, I might get it in that little pink and teal. City Connect? I might be getting Soto in a city. Um... We'll see. Speaking of, the Padres face the Dodgers this weekend in Los Angeles. The Dodgers were kind of quiet at the deadline, Trevor. They seemed more of sellers. It it was kind of weird. Well, it's crazy how we expected not to get Juan Soto. So what happened? We were looking for whoever else we can get. And what the fuck the Dodgers do, the same exact thing we were expecting the Padres to do. <laughs> they go out and get Bowie Ballow. Bowie Ballow. See, you know, it's funny. If you're at this point in the podcast, if you didn't skip here and you listen to the first half, we talk a lot about Trevor cursing the Padres almost into a Bowie Ballow situation. And now, since he's a Dodger, I'm going to feel free to say it. But Joey Gallo is a Los Angeles Dodger. They make the move. We really, really thought at one point that the Padres were going to end up with nothing but Joey Gallo. We make a joke because he's not playing as well as Joey Gallo usually does, so we're calling him the off-brand Joey Gallo, Bowie Ballo. That was the whole joke about it. But Dodgers, really, that's their lone move. That's their lone addition. They give up Mitch White. They give up um, Jake Lamb. They add Joey Gallo. So they're they're hoping they could fix something because um, he only has like 38 hits on the year. Yeah, and Aaron Judge has more home runs than he does hits. So Yeah, so that was quite and embarrassing. They, and they're teammates, and they played the same amount of games. That is correct, Trevor. That is correct. Yeah, so Joey Gallo goes to the Dodgers. Awesome. Um, there's a lot of like lower tier moves, I would say. I wouldn't say any other like big names kind of got dropped. Uh, Noah Syndergaard went to the Phillies. I like that move. The Phillies made a lot of moves. NL East was, was active. Everyone except the Mets, which is awesome because Mets are gonna fall off. Yeah, Mets making poor man moves. Um, but yeah, Noah Syndergaard to the Phillies for Mickey Moniak. That was actually kind of a Moniak, Moniak, whatever. Um, that's actually a a wild deal because I feel like Syndergaard's only a one-year deal. Moniak was playing for them like up and down at the big leagues already. I don't know. Maybe that's how kind of like Ruiz was for the Padres. They were just showing them off to teams. 
a little bit. Um, he's from San Diego, though. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. Granite? No, he went to La Casa Canyon. Casa. Number one overall pick in the 2016 draft, I think. 16 my year? Wow. Yeah. Um, um, quick, he, while we're in the podcast, I just want to say a quick RIP to Vince Scully. That uh, devastating news just announced. Um, longtime Dodgers announcer. I was a real big fan. I know I'm not a fan of the Dodgers, but Vince Scully, if you never listened uh, into the Dodger games, he always had some of the greatest stories. That's what was so cool about Vince Scully is he'd been around the league for so long, been around Jackie Bradley and Sandy Koufax and the Dodgers like great years. So when we, when I would watch the games and um, they would have his broadcast on, it would just be really cool. Him just like, talking about a player and then leading up to like some great story. So baseball lost a true icon and a legend and RIP Vince. Yeah, RIP Vince Gilly. Definitely a super sad day in the baseball world. And for sure for the Dodgers. Yeah. He's very iconic. You, his voice will always be remembered throughout baseball. If you pay attention to baseball whatsoever, you know exactly who we're talking about. You know exactly that voice is in your head right now. So Pretty iconic guy. Sucks to see him pass away. Rip then Scully. Um, you touched on the Mets right before I interrupted you with uh, Vince Scully, but Mets only what acquired Michael Givens um, from the Cubs, and then I can't remember, but they I feel like they acquired a lower name as well. The Mets. Yeah, Mets got Givens and somebody else. It was like a super. Oh, it was uh, Darren Ruff. Darren Ruff from the Giants. Darren Ruff from the Giants. And they gave up a lot for him. Darren Ruff's 36 years old. Hasn't been really a great player in this league over time. They gave up a lot for him. J.D. JD Davis. J.D. Davis. Yeah, I know. It was it was like it was name like notable names, you know. And they gave up prospects too. It wasn't just like a one for one swap. Like that would have made more sense to me. Um, but they gave up a couple prospects and JD Davis. I think Davis is a better player than Ruff. Ruff just is kind of like hot right now. I don't, yeah, I don't know. That doesn't make sense to the me. Mets are fucking weird. Um, but yeah, we could touch on there. There was a lot of moves that happened today. We've only touched on a little bit of them so far. So I'll kind of ramble through them and you could give me your um honest opinion. Uh Brewers acquired Trevor Rosenthal from the Giants in a matter of days that he was signed. Yeah, I thought that was so weird, but uh, Brewers are desperate for pitching now because they just traded the Padres Josh Haters. So that's that's what I figured. They were desperate. If Rosen- if Rosenthal could get back to it, that's kind of a nice like back end piece for the Brewers. Rosenthal, he can get Rogers, you in. He can get Rose. outs. He can get outs. Yeah, like throwing in Rosenthal in like the eighth, seventh, eighth. I'm not mad at. Yeah, I like Williams for them in the closer role. I don't know who who's going to be their closer. I know Rogers has a lot of saves, but I really like Williams, and I think that young kid should get a shot at the closer role. Yeah. I mean, if maybe they're going to start him fresh next year at it and just give Rogers the rest of the year at it, but whatever. Um, another deal, Trevor, I want you to talk about um, Cardinals add more pitching traded for Jordan Montgomery from the Yankees, but it costs them man. Harrison Bader. Yeah. And I thought Harrison Bader was like 
they're like like they're he was good for them. Um, yeah, this didn't really. I mean, this made sense for both sides, but at the same time, I was like, "Whoa!" For both sides, like I was like, "Man, felt like the Yankees could have just kept adding pitching, not really subtracting a guy who's been in the rotation in and out for a long time." Well, he, Jordan Montgomery is pretty old, isn't he? Like, um, it's like thirty-three. Montgomery's twenty-nine. Oh shit! I'm thinking something else. I'm probably He's thinking really, of Mike. I'm thinking of Mike Montgomery. Um, he's really not that making that much money. Like he hasn't been that bad, you know. He hasn't been that bad. Twenty twenty one. He's had a three seven seven ERA and two hundred seventy two innings and fifty one starts. But so does Bader just fill the role of Joey Gallo? Then is that kind of like what? Yeah, you Yeah, I. That's what I'm guessing. And then they have Montas taken. Uh, Montgomery spot is what I'm assuming. Yeah, I guess. I mean, Bader may benefit from that fucking little league stadium. So, and you know, he's going to come and play awesome defense for them, and they yeah. don't need Judge to play center field anymore. Yeah, but I like Judge Center. I do too, but he's a he's a right fielder, man. He doesn't need to be diving in center. Rob Homer's and those short. F- Field and let balls die in front of you. No, he is a right fielder. I think I don't he, want. I don't want. I Jay think longevity wise, he's a right fielder. Center, um, Bader can definitely play center. He's played center his whole career. So, and then left, I don't. Who are they going to put there? Matt Carpenter, Jay, Stanton. Um. Yeah. You know. I did. Does Stanton uh, play? I don't. I thought he just. Stanton had been playing a little bit of outfield this year. Um, I know he just I, the I saw him at the All Star game. Yeah, <laughs> playing I, left field right in front of me. <laughs> I think he needs to stick to DH, but you know they have Hicks, Judge, Benintendi. Don't forget. Oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah, Benintendi's you know, left fielder. They they have Benintendi over there now. So, I mean Bader in center, and then you have Giancarlo, and then I really don't know. You could start Carpenter anywhere, any day. And or have him off the bench, and he just hits monster taters. The Yankees have such a good problem, and it's so annoying because everything's clicking for them this year. They always have needed that one dude who's doing what Aaron Judge is doing, and like obviously he would have done that on any team he's on this year, but he happens to be on the Yankees, and it's honestly just paying off for them. Everything's clicking at this moment. They were making the right moves. They have a little bit of money to to spend, obviously, because no deals were made for Judge. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, see, that's where it gets scary, man. They're adding all these players and stuff, but you gotta pay the big man, dog. <laughs> you gotta pay him. He's having this season where he's absolutely crushing the ball, like Aaron Judge. He's going to break the 61 homers. I don't care what anyone says. Oh yeah. He's just crushing the ball right now. And I definitely 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 think he's going to get a lot of money this offseason. Is it going to be from the Yankees? Who knows. But hey, you better win it this year cuz that's the it's their year or it's over if he's gone. Cuz I don't like this team without Judge. No. Not at all. And Bader um, and Benatendi can't do what Judge is doing. Not at all. Not at all. 
Mariners acquired some vets and Jake Lamb and Matthew Boyd. I saw that. Oh, the the Braves got Rasiel Iglesias, right? Braves got Rasiel Iglesias, which is weird because don't they have? Uh, they Kenley love Jansen. They love backloading their pen. They did this last year. Added a couple guys in the pen. I don't know how much they're falling in love with Kenley because Rasiel makes a lot of money. The Angels just extended him. It feels like. So I don't know. They have a good problem as well. Too many guys in the pen. It's a good problem. Hopefully they don't have drama, but that's a good, good problem. Um, twins made some moves too. They um, got Michael Fulmer from the Tigers. Tyler Malley. Tyler Malley from the Reds. Sandy Leone from the Guardians. So they made some moves. Mariners O also got Kirk Asali. I talked about the Mariners a little bit earlier. Um, Phillies get David Robertson. Had him a couple years ago. Reunited. They ended up cutting um, Jerry's Familia. Phillies got weird bullpen. Yeah, weird bullpen issues. Yeah. But I I like their... I don't know why I like Syndergaard so much, but I like that Syndergaard move for them. Like, I think it's, I think that will help the Phillies kind of do might. what we expected them to do. It definitely might, especially with that offseason they had. So, yeah. Um, what else? Who else? What else? Um, Blue what Jays else? acquired Zach Pop and Anthony Bass for Marlins, and Marlins and, don't and Whit really... Merrifield. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that right after, but Marlins don't really do anything else. Don't trade Pablo Lopez. Don't. Move any of their real names, but no, they don't. Yeah, like you said, Blue Jays get Whip Merrifield right as the deadline, like hit three o'clock. They throw this news at us, and I didn't even hear anything about Whip Merrifield getting traded. But I like this move a lot. I think Whip should have been traded a couple of years ago when he was at the peak of his um, career. So far, yeah. I mean, I know he's getting older. He's not running as much. He's not hitting as good as or as well as he was, but I still think Witt is a good player, and that's a good add for the Blue Jays because he can play multiple positions, someone who the Padres were interested in for a long time. Um, but thank God. I don't I didn't really like the fit anymore. He he got contract and all that stuff. Um twins also added Jorge Lopez from the Orioles, their closer. So that was a good move. That was kind of um, that was a good move. He's having a great year. He's having a great year. I I don't know why the Orioles did and, that. And any pen, yeah, I don't know why the Orioles did that. With their moves were a little bit confusing, but twins wise, um, any pen with Emilio Pagan, you need like uh, you need to boost it by the deadline. So it was a good move by them. Yeah, and they sent some prospects. Um, they sent a lot of prospects. I'm pretty sure for him, but he's been having a great year. The twins made a lot of sneaky moves and I'm proud of them for doing that. Cause yeah, I definitely white Sox make any moves. (laughs) No. And I knew they were, they weren't going to, cause they know that the hiring of La Russa cost them two years. Yeah. And they're going to be gentlemen and going to let him ride it out. Announce departure after they're not going to fire a hall of famer. Um, it was probably in the contract that they wrote up when they signed him out of retirement. I know, huh? 
uh, some stupid like that. You see him falling asleep the other day at the first inning of the game. Yeah. Like, I understand, like, eighth inning, like, you're down, like, 10 runs or up 10 runs. You're like, whatever, falling asleep. Yeah. yeah. The first inning, dog, you know how hard that is? It's hard to stay in one spot during the first inning, let alone fall fucking asleep. So um, he's just a joke. Speaking of joke of the deadline, how about the fucking Chicago Cubs? They're the laughing stock of the whole league. I mean, this was just rough, dude. Yeah, you're you're literally torturing Wilson Contreras and Aaron Happ. They hugged like a couple days ago. They hadn't really played much. Like, just deal them. What? Why didn't they deal Chris Bryant last year? Or uh, not Chris Bryant, but um, who'd they let walk this offseason? I can't remember exactly. I don't know. But um, they sold off half of the, pros- the half the guys last year. They should have just sold. Like I don't understand what keeping Wilson Contreras for half a year does. No, I know, and he's Why? just gonna leave. You just you literally just lose him for free. Like, I mean, you get the pick. I guess that's the only thing because they're gonna tie him to a. Or is that not a thing no more? No, I saw something about that. Yeah, I can't exactly remember if that's a thing or not anymore with the new. MLB players ruling, but I just don't understand keeping Wilson Contreras. Ian Happ, I think, has another year left on his deal, or is he a free agent too? I think he has one more. I think he had another year, so that makes sense for him because you could flip him next year. I know the return won't be as much, but it doesn't make sense to keep either of them. Like, I really don't understand why their number was so high or if they think they're going to re-sign them. I really don't know what the Cubs are doing. They signed Marcus Stroman last year, but I think that they were really just trying to bump up the Marcus Stroman, like, contract. Like, they just wanted to keep maybe the Cardinals out of it or something, just be like, yeah, throw us in there for five for 75. And they're like, oh, yep, that was a deal or whatever his deal was. But (laughs) I was about 30 more than I was getting. Yeah, because that – that was the only thing that made sense to me for them to make that move was just them accidentally signing Marcus Stroman um, just because they were trying to beef up the deal. That was, yeah, that was like the Rocky signing Chris Bryant. Like, yeah, exactly. That's the only thing that makes sense for them doing that. And we were so right about him. I know we talked about that before the season started when, when that deal was announced. He was just going to retire. And that's basically what he's done this year. He's been on the aisle three times. Hasn't played the Padres yet. And, you know, I'm glad he signed with the Rockies because we wouldn't have Juan Soto if that happened. So, AJ Preller, you are way fucking smarter than us. This is why we call ourselves Average Takes. If you've watched and listened to every podcast up to this point, congrats and thank you. But at the same time, You've heard the most average guys just talk baseball. And, yeah, sometimes we're right. Of course, that happens. Broken clocks right twice a day. But sometimes we're wrong. And I've been wrong because AJ had a great day today. Um, I think we probably missed a trade or two. I think I hit. we hit them all. Um, but, AJ, you had a great day. Yeah, thanks for doing your job, buddy. Thank you for Loved doing it. your job. I It took like two and a half years, it felt like, since your last trade, since 2020 trade deadline. 
Um, because last year we didn't do nothing, and this year we did everything. Well, last year he got Blake Snell and you Darvish. No, that was during the off season. Oh, you're talking about deadlines? Yes. But yeah, we didn't do nothing last year, and Ken Rosenthal really fucked us over. Off season, you can't really do anything. Did we talk? Or we talked Tommy Fame yesterday, right? Assuming, but yeah, fuck Tommy Fan. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm just looking at all the the best move the Red Sox made were getting Eric Hosmer. That was That's your awesome. best move. That was the Red Sox best move <laughs> all day. Um, do you think the Padres overpaid or underpaid for Juan Soto? Probably overpaid. I mean, we got Juan Soto and Josh Bell. Yes, true. And I think Josh Bell is, like, we can re-sign him. If you split up the deal, if we we split up the deal, because what what do you think a Josh Bell trade would have looked like? Josh Bell, who who was having an all-star year, he's been 300 as 15 bombs. Josh Bell to the Padres, because that's how, I mean, that's how you have to kind of think these out. I think that's what cost us, obviously, first baseman and Eric Hosmer, or i.e. Voight is what the deal was. So that was Voight. Plus, I think one prospect is what gets that deal done. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Voight plus the Suzara guy. Sure. Uh, Susanna. That makes whatever, sense. Is what gets Josh Bell. And then the rest of the deal is Mackenzie Gore, CJ Abrams, Robert Hassel. And James, and James Woods. So I think I think we overpaid for that wise. I think we overpaid for Juan Soto, but I'm okay with doing that. People were I've heard some mumblings of, oh, there goes our future. But Juan Soto, like he's will be better than Hassel will be anytime soon. We get like, three playoffs with Juan Soto. And so just could, think about that. We get the, the everyone's all two and a half years, whatever. We get three playoffs, is what it is. We have yeah. three opportunities at a championship with Juan Soto. We also have two more draft classes until we get to do this all again, till whatever Juan Soto might be a free agent or if we extend them, however, AJ gets to that point in his life. Because that's what I call future Bob's problems. That's future AJ problems at this point. But we have two more draft classes to rebuild. And we had a draft class that we didn't really trade many of these guys out of this recent draft, if at any at all. I don't know. Maybe the Haas deal included some of those guys because I had no idea where those names came from. But we have a long time. Like, these teams come and go. We have international free agents that can be signed. That's how a lot of these guys were traded. That's how we got Drury was an international free agent. You know, a lot of things could happen. Yeah, we depleted the farm. Yeah, you could laugh. But we still have Campuzano, we still have Jackson Merle, a lot of guys that were just drafted, and there's always hidden gems in there. So there's always hidden gems. I am, there's always standouts. I don't really think we overpaid for Juan Soto. We have three postseason opportunities. We gave them four players, two major league ready talents that are going to go into their team right now. Like CJ will be an everyday player for them. Um, and then you have some prospects who you never know what prospects are. You still don't know what Gore, CJ, um, those guys are either. Like, we really don't know what prospects are. Banners hang forever in 
that's the message AJ sent today. This Padres team is now equal. The Dodgers went out and got Freddie. If the Dodgers don't get Freddie Freeman and they come in with the same team they did last year, I don't think the Padres have Juan Soto. I really, if Freddie Freeman's still a brave and the Dodgers are like 99% of the team they were last year. I mean, um, yes, but at the same time, or not, I don't know. But AJ is in like he has his hands on everything. Yes, Bob Melvin was saying it. He has a pulse on every single player somewhere, wherever you are. If you're good enough, AJ Preller is going to be interested in you. So, and we've talked a lot about a lot about Juan Soto, but Josh Hader is nothing to sleep on. No, not at all. Like we get two postseasons with Josh Hader. And that deal, I think we stole Josh Hader from them. Yeah. Like, personally. Yep. I don't think we gave them enough. Like, we gave them Denelson Lament, who's a 30, 31-year-old arm who washed. It has been washed for two years, who didn't want to get surgery, came back, and his arm is a quarter of what it was before. Um. And we gave him Rodgers, who was just on a slight decline that had a, a heavy chunk straight downwards. He had enough value left on him, which was awesome. And I don't even remember the rest of that deal. That's how much it does. Sturry Ruiz, which that's the only one that hurts. Ruiz. It hurts because this team lacks a little speed still to this point. Um, but I think AJ said speed or power. Yeah, I mean, he's okay with our speed. Those numbers that you mentioned with, um, I'm going to go back to Soto a little bit. When you were talking about Soto's numbers, those national teams were pretty decent. Like one of those teams won a World Series. Yeah. He was protected by a lot of guys. Mark Graham was talking about it in the day game earlier. Manny Machado is now protected. Fernando Tatis now protected. And then that's only going to make Jake Ronaworth better. That's only going to make. Brandon Drury better like oh you want to walk Juan Soto all right that's fine you got to pitch to Manny Machado now oh like that's not like an easy out (laughs) none of the this lineup is full of no easy outs except Trent Grisham I'm kidding that was a joke Trent Grisham's actually been pretty nice as of late has a couple homers all of a sudden has 12 yeah I know like you hit 20 and I'm happy. I'm a happy camper. He gets to 25. He has to be I'm over ecstatic. 200. I'm excited at 25. I don't care what your batting average looked like. No, especially playing. A, I need him to play a little bit better center, but if he plays a good center, I'm all right with 25 bombs. Don't care the average. Yeah, but I can't see any other player. Like, I mean, I can, but they weren't on the market. So I can't see any other player making this lineup like, as dangerous as it can be now. No, I I mean the lineup doesn't get much better than that. You know, you I got Josh Bell who has do you, how do we even pencil lineup? Now we're at this point of the podcast, Trevor. Let's pencil in a San Diego Padres starting lineup. All right, bet. I have I have no idea. I have no idea what it's gonna look like, especially when Tatis is back. I have no idea. Because I put, I put him lead off. 
You put Tatis lead off. Yeah, I like. You like Tatis Soto Machado. Yeah. Um, but Tony Gwynn Jr. said put Profar nine, which I love that in this situation now because he gets on base for Tatis Soto and Machado, like, and he's been raking at the leadoff spot. And I think he is such a team player that he don't care where he's hitting. He's just having fun right now. I'm 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 a little quiet right now because I'm writing a lineup in my head. When, when I'd probably right. put Bell for. Hold on. I I mean yeah, you can keep talking to the fans. I'd probably put Bell for. Five, Jake. Six, Crony. Seven, Alfaro. Wait, you said Jake and then Crony. What are we talking about? <laughs> no, I think I said Drury. Oh, you said Jake and then Crony, but maybe you meant Drury. Yeah. Because I forgot about Drury in this lineup all of a sudden. Drury, DH, six hole. Or you put him Al- seven. Yeah, I was thinking Alfaro. Um, Right now. I got Tati, Soto, Machado, Bell, Cronenworth, Alfaro, Drury. That's Tati in the leadoff, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then you have, obviously, Profar and Grish. I would go Grish, Profar. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, so we got Tati, leadoff, Soto, Machado, Bell, Cronenworth, Alfaro, and Drury, you could probably flip-flop those. And this lineup is just just saying I don't even know how they're going to go righty-lefty and such, whatever. Um, but Tati, Soto, Machado, Bell, Cronenworth, Alfaro, Drury, Grisham, and Profar. And nasty as fuck. And if, say, Jake's heating up, you want to bump him up, I would put him two-hole and then bump everyone down. Soto three, Machado four. So versus some righties, you think we'd go Tati double lefty and then Machado? Yes. I do love Fernando Tatis at the leadoff spot in this lineup and his life. He is ready to go as soon as that first pitch is thrown and doesn't get beat by much. And it's hard to th- throw like sliders perfect batter one you know yeah. like yeah you have to be you on to get attacked you're gonna get attacked you know yeah you're gonna get attacked you're gonna get a first pitch fastball and that's what tatis hunts he has a lot of leadoff homers for a reason so i think that putting him in a leadoff spot with soto behind him those guys playing tag all year the nerfie's about to be never happening. <laughs> You'll never bet a nerfie again, dog. <laughs> um, yeah, and then you, we still have Luis Campuzano uh, underneath. We still have a lot of guys on this team. Zocar didn't move. You know, Austin Nola didn't move. We added another catcher, Cam Gallagher, um, eleven year vet. Uh, he was pretty sad, I guess, when he was talking about getting moved. But AJ called him and said, hey, buddy, I know it sucks. You've been there 11 years. But we want to win a championship. <laughs> and I oh, yeah, and I think he could out. be the, like, 
fill in any and buddy, roles. Eight, nine, did, seventh, eight, ninth inning. That lineup we just created, we did not include Will Myers. We did not include <laughs> Ha Sung Kim. <laughs> yeah, facts. Nola is not in that lineup. Azokar. Mazzara. Yeah, Mazzara's not there. Damn, shit. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden, that team is deep, dog. And what do we do with Beatty? Matt Beatty. You guys remember him earlier this year? We had him starting out in right field. So yeah. that lineup I just named, probably against the lefty, I would say. Because I heard Drury bangs lefties. So if it was righty, I would just flip-flop him with Mazzara. Drury's a righty. Yeah. And Will, like, he can play first every now and then. Maybe If he's hot, I like. I literally, like, I like him when he's hot. When he's not hot, I don't like him. So Yeah, he does go through those spurts, and I feel like he'll be all right this year. You know, because I've seen him at his best. We've seen literally the peaks and the highs and the lows of his whole career. It's he's and been a Padre. When he's hot, all of a sudden there's extra base hits. There's slides. Those, those oppo doubles where he doesn't finish his swing and yes. you know it's gone. Yes. That's when you know he's hot. That's when you know he's hot. And he's been playing good first base these last couple games. I saw him play a couple diving plays. He made one of those. You know when Haas used to go across the bag three feet behind the bag? He made one of those weird plays, but he actually made it in front of the bag this time, like actual first baseman, but did it correctly um, and made the play. So th- this team is deep all of a sudden, Trevor. And oh, yeah, it is. All of a sudden, it's crazy. And haters are going to be closing it in the ninth. Oh, shit. What? Holy shit. The Padres had the most quality starts. Like, this team is built, Trevor. All of a sudden, A.J. Peller went Thanos and has all goddamn stones. Holy shit, Trevor. That's the San Diego Potters for you. There wouldn't be a day. Trevor, did you ever stop keeping the faith? No, because I have put my trust in A.J. Preller from day one. He fucked me over last year, made me feel like a little shit. But imagine this year, this year he's put me on cloud nine. Imagine if we make that Max Scherzer deal and he's gone in and half we don't have season. we don't have the capital. We don't have anywhere near the capital to make this move. No. And I'm glad it I'm glad it just got done. Like the Dodgers must think their guys are that good to not want to do this because I can't see a team not wanting Juan Soto. Oh, the Dodgers were in it. The, we just got – we had what the Nats wanted. Everything we had, the Nats said, you know what, that's nice. Yes, but I'm, but at the same time, like, the Dodgers had to have done something where they either held back people or they think, like, they're – like, those guys are, like, legit, you know? Maybe they, know. their only reason they were in it was just to make this deal harder for the Padres. I mean, the Padres put more prospects. Yeah. You know, that's what teams do. They bid. Jack up the price. Jack up the price, dog. More suitors, more teams <laughs> wanted. You know? they Yeah, and – Could they really afford to get him? Probably not. 
at the end of the day, would they wanted to get rid of the capital for, you know, probably not. And the Nationals knew that they had a good deal from the Padres. But these these are deals that like change like teams like this. You know, there's there's always guys in this is like trading for Mike Trout in 2014. Yeah, or even like it's what it is. Who was it? Who would be trading for Bryce Harper in 2015? Trading for Babe Ruth. Trying to think. You know, our dad's generation, it's like trading for Ken Griffey Jr. when he's 24, 23. Yeah. It's like when the the Rangers traded for Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, it's those type of moves, those move mountains, that type of shit happens. And it did. If you're a San Diego Padre fan, be fucking proud. Drivers take fan, please like, comment, subscribe. This has been one hell of a roller coaster of a day, Trevor. And I'm so fucking excited because the Padres World Series odds goddamn jumped. And they were higher during the season than they were post like preseason. Because I saw some guys like, oh, I got them at plus 7,000. And I was like, you're bullshitting because I knew they were the highest they were ever at was like a plus 1,000. Because I had a tweet and I was like, you're going to bet the Padres. Bet them now. This is the highest they'll ever get. Which was wrong. And the one odds right now. Yep. That was what they were like preseason. But that was wrong. This season went on. They I saw them at like 22 to 1 odds. So... Now this chink bumps them back down to 10 to 1, which is fire. And then once we get in the postseason, it's just going to keep getting smaller and smaller because this team wants to win, and this team wants to win now. And this is what you have to do. You have to make these moves. There's a couple of trades, like the Drury trade, I think, is going to help us. He probably won't even start every day, but that's definitely going to help us. I know it's going to fucking help when it comes World Series time. Yeah. In the playoffs, he's going to make one of those crazy at-bats. And a lot of these guys will. And, and we're, somebody else will. And I don't want to overlook Bob Melvin's acquisition in the offseason getting us to this point to be able to make this move and not feel like, oh, we are totally fucked. We have to. We have to make this move because we know we're going to be in the playoffs. This team's built for the playoffs. Bob Melvin has done that. Stretching out our starting pitchers seven innings, you know, there's always peaks and valleys in this game. We hit a valley going into the, the all-star break. Now we've won three straight games against the Rockies and against a team that has owned us all year. I don't know if we're winning, are we? <laughs> it's two to two right now. <laughs> Bottom seven. Um, but Trevor, I want to go to bed because tomorrow only brings happy days. First game for Juan Soto in a pods uni. First game for the rest of our lives, Trevor. God bless. It's World Series or go the fuck home. Um, And that's going to be my mentality the rest of the year. We talked about double middle finger energy the beginning of this year, Trevor. And it's time right now. Bring that shit back. 
I don't care what anyone says. World Series are bust. We've been talking about this for too goddamn long, Trevor. It's 22. We started this podcast a couple years ago. It's time. It's time. It's finally time for us Padre fans. So get ready. And I'm sure there's going to be bandwagoners as there always is. So be ready. And enjoy the fucking ride. Enjoy the ride. ride. I will see you in October, motherfuckers. Go Padres. And thank you, AJ fucking Peller. Nothing wrong with being average. Deuces. Let's ride.